1: This is Sean Azaro and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro broadcasting from the Real Life Amphitheater. Pastor Sean, Merry Christmas to you.
1: And Merry Christmas to you, Baron. It is December. We are allowed, not even allowed to, we are supposed to say that. That's right. Right? When people say happy holidays, which is fine. I don't take that I don't take that as an offense in any way. I I just I just Feel free to say, well, we're really talking about Christmas, and I understand that there are people who celebrate, you know, Hanukkah. There are people who celebrate, yeah, uh yeah, you know, that's about it. Yeah, well, no, Ramadan is this time of year too. No, it's not, isn't it? It's no, earlier. It, yeah. No, it hops around the year. The calendar is a different
0: one than ours, so sometimes Ramadan falls like in.
1: Oh yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. You're 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 right. Well, and Hanz you know, is
0: not a thing, right?
1: It's not. I. It's not as prominent. It's not as prominent. I think it was a thing. It was a holiday to celebrate African-American identity and to support business and support communities and uh, African-American, you know, just families and things. And um, I'm sure there are people who still celebrate. We just don't hear as much about it.
0: And then I think about our mutual friend, Mr. Dennis Prager,
1: Jewish dude, who's
0: like, Merry Christmas. He's the first guy to say it.
1: I love that. I love that he's willing to say, if you say Merry Christmas and you're at a, a holiday mm-hmm. that you, isn't your particularly your faith tradition, you can still celebrate the holiday and wish the greetings. So anyway, we are celebrating Christmas here and having a great time. Uh, thanks for listening. Baron. thanks for bringing everybody in. I know you all came in with Baron. Great to have you all. <laughs>
0: Down, down.
1: Studio down. audience.
0: Exactly. You've got this little Christmas theme going on. The series has begun. Can we talk it about has, that first?
1: It has got a, a great kickoff this yeah. last weekend. Series is called In the Beginning, A Christmas Story. And we went right back to the beginning and saw how Jesus was there. Very powerful time. And we looked at, you know, the whole premise was, you know, if if you want to truly celebrate Christmas, you have to learn to truly see Christ. Mm-hmm. Even those who say, oh, no, no I, I want to be about the reason for the season. I want to be about Jesus. But then they begin talking about Jesus or following Jesus or, or kind of manifesting what they believe Jesus is about. And it's like, oh, that's not at all biblical. Yeah. I really believe, and we we shared together, that the beginning of really understanding this holiday and having that sense of anticipation, that sense of hope, is to really understand who Jesus is, what God was doing when the creator of the universe became a child and became our redeemer and won the victory. Mm. You know, we looked at the passage in Genesis 3, the, the curse where the the Lord curses the enemy, the serpent, and says, the seed of the woman is going to crush your head. You will strike his heel, but he's going to crush your head. He's, that's a reference to Christ, and that's what happened on the cross. And so we partake in the victory. Mm. So when I hear people talking about how, how the enemy's, tempting me this or i feel like the enemy's on me on this i'm like wait 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 a minute that victory has been won his head has been crushed by your savior that's right uh and so you can stand in his victory so we invite you to come on out bring a friend it's a great time to just say hey i want to focus on who jesus is i want my christmas celebration to reflect christ
0: and then uh, christmas eve pastor sean
1: gonna be great (laughs) <laughs> sure it is <laughs> no it's gonna be great we're gonna culminate this series uh we have some special music uh it's gonna be a great great time just to you know what we love to do we call it carols and candlelight we love to get people come together and before we head off and enjoy our holiday celebrations we just worship together yeah and it's great
0: and tickets are only 50 bucks Wow. The gift is free. Look at you
1: trying to commercialize. (laughs) Even this quiet, holy night. Uh, No, no, of course. Just come on out. We're going to have services on Christmas Eve, Eve, which is Saturday the 23rd. Uh, That's going to be 6 p.m. And then, of course, uh, Christmas Eve, Sunday, our services. We're not having our morning services. We're having 3.30 and 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Our spanish service river city en espanol is going to be at one o'clock in the afternoon it's going to be great
0: casual atmosphere still right Can I yeah
1: i mean a lot of our people will will you know a little holiday sweater and right. dress up a little bit but but a lot of very casual
0: i love it that's what makes river city real life
1: yep that's it
0: all right cool well again with uh, christmas and the new year coming we, we still got to live through today pastor sean i know right. this has been heavy on all of our hearts here as we continue to pray for israel
1: yeah, yeah, no, we had a special time of prayer for Israel this last Sunday, just because what they're going through. And I think it's one of these things, our people, we need to just be reminded of, of what's really going on. There is absolute lunacy in the press, in the streets of American cities, the protests that just show people are just mm-hmm. ignorant. Mm. to the situation there what's really happened what the history is what's going on it completely is it's stunning to me when we need to understand there's a little mantra that is said by people from the you know river to the sea palestine will be free mm-hmm. they're talking about all of israel that is the calling for the annihilation and the complete wiping out of the nation of israel mm-hmm. so don't be deceived when people say that they want to completely get rid of Israel and the Jews in the Middle East. It is horribly anti-Semitic, and it's just its very obvious.
0: And then when I see these people getting interviewed on the streets there in D.C. or wherever they're doing it, they ask them, do you know what that means? And they look at you and they go, no, it just means –
1: Get rid of the occupiers. Occupiers. And maybe maybe you've heard that. Israel referred to as an occupier. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say if someone is talking to you and they say – Israel's an occupier. I want you to ask them a simple question. What are they occupying? People who actually have any understanding of what's happening might say something along the lines of, well, they're occupying the nation, the the nation of Palestine. And then you need to tell them very plainly and straightforward. Yeah, historically, there's no nation of Palestine.
0: Right. Name me one king, one president. The king of Palestine. Name me one.
1: Well, there is one, actually. Uh, You know, the PLO declared palestine a a state back in 88 no no 88 88, the palestine liberation organization that's when it officially gained some sense of statehood because uh understand let's let's go back a little bit what people need to understand is palestine is a region Mm -hmm. always has been it's a region in the middle east And the name Palestine, most scholars believe, is from the idea of uh, Philistine, Mm -hmm. some of the people who dwelled in that region. And so they just named the region Palestine. That's really what it is.
0: Can I tell you what I thought that meant? What? (laughs) What? I I want to hear this. Whoever it was, it wasn't the Romans, but it was whoever it was, when they gave up their land, they named it Palestine, again, connected to the Philistines as a reminder of, this is your enemy, Jews, you aren't welcome here. So we're going to name it after your old enemies.
1: Well, I thought I had heard, again, and I'd heard this kind of more anecdotally among some of the people I know in Israel, that it was Romans, the Romans okay. who did it after the destruction of Jerusalem, kind of to, to say, okay, no more, this is just called Palestine. Right. I've read other sources that said it was the Greeks who named it that but regardless it was descriptive of a region Mm -hmm. it was not a nation everybody needs to understand you've got to when you when you sit and listen to people talk particularly people on the on the progressive left who talk about oppressors it is so ignorant to make that point when you when you don't understand that like every single nation in the world exists today in its current form because of conquest true war And conquest. That's how world history has gone. There are no exceptions. Uh, Maybe New Zealand. I don't know. There (laughs) were the great wars of New Zealand.
0: The orcs uh, fought in New Zealand there against the the hobbits.
1: Yes. No, I remember that. I remember. Wow. When Gandalf came over that ridge. Glorious. (laughs) Every single nation on the face of this planet Mm -hmm. is the result of war and conquest. Now, we can say, wow, there should never have been war. Okay. I I get it. All have sinned and fall short (laughs) of the glory of God. But that is how every nation exists. What people don't understand is that until like World War I, the Assyrians had had that region, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, and just on and on it went up until the 400 years before World War I. It was the Ottoman Empire. yeah, And all of that area, Okay, none of it existed as we see it today. That's true. This is what people really need to understand. None of it existed. It was the Ottoman Empire, and they lost in World War One. The British took a big part of that. The French had some. And it was now under control of... Great Britain for mm-hmm. the area we're talking about mm-hmm. the Israel Palestine Jordan was also under Great Britain and th- these states didn't exist there basically people looked at the air they didn't talk about Palestinians they talked about Arabs mm. there was the Arab Israeli issue the Arab Israeli uh, the Palestinians weren't a part of it Palestinians weren't a thing mm-hmm. there was a region called Palestine and there were people who lived in that region there were Jews there were Arabs, and that was the issue that was being resolved. And so in that process, we if you may hear thrown around the Balfour Declaration, you've heard the Balfour Declaration, right? Mm-hmm. That was a British declaration. Really, Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour wrote a letter, and the British Empire adopted it, this idea of calling for a Israeli state. Mm. That's where people talk about Zionism, You know, the idea that we would give these Israelis in that region – a state um, that they could have home and, and Jews from all over the world could come and that could once again be their homeland because of course it was mm-hmm. their homeland. Even the Romans acknowledged that un- under the Roman Empire until uh, the Romans completely destroyed it, but it was Israel all the way up into that point. And so this idea that, wait, the Jews are occupying land, the the, the whole region mm-hmm. Right. You've it's been a, there, right? Yeah, I have been there. <laughs> well, that's one of these things. I, I, I'll just say that's a good side note. I honestly think, I think people get all wrapped up in things. You really need to invest in a passport. Mm-hmm. Get a passport and do some travel. Because when you go to the Middle East and you go to Israel and you see the nations around it, you see Israel, you will recognize, oh, this is not a close call. There's one nation that you would wanna, you would want to live in. In the Middle East, yeah. okay. Um, if you if you are a person who says I am a person who got arrested in in a nation in the Middle East, pray to God it's Israel. Correct. Okay. <laughs> there is a couple million Palestinians in Israel, mm-hmm. and they are they are the most secure <laughs> Palestinians <laughs> right now. They they do far better than any others, and it, it, this whole thing is just like it's like it's not even a close call, and this irrational hatred of Israel. And that's what we need to understand. There's a spiritual thing. you know. We're talking about God's people, and we're talking about this being a religious war. And, and you know, uh, again, man, I, we don't spend a lot of time bashing world religions here. You know, we are followers of Jesus. We believe he is the way, truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by him. But we're not sitting. We don't bash Islam. We don't bash other world religions here. You just need to know. Islam has entire sections that are just violent, mm-hmm. and and I'm not saying everybody is. But I will tell you, far too many people who claim the faith of Islam are not speaking up and are not standing against that, the violent extremism that literally exists for the purpose of getting rid of the Jews.
0: How about the Me Too movement that has been completely silent on the, the
1: rapes oh, with, happening Where, with, that what's in here? That's a great point. That's a great point. You know, the violence that you saw, this is not like, oh, my gosh, whoever heard of that? This is, you, you've seen it over and over and over again. You have to understand with Hamas, for example, they exist to completely eradicate Israel. Mm-hmm. And the Palestinian people voted for Hamas to be their leadership because Israel, for example, gave Gaza. 2005, they left Gaza. It was completely, mm-hmm. it belonged to the Palestinians that we now call them, the Palestinians. It belonged to them. They elected Hamas for their leadership now some would say well no Hamas forced that on them they didn't have a choice again I don't know the ins and outs what I do know is that's the leadership and people who call for a ceasefire well there was a ceasefire yeah and on October 7th that ceasefire was broken and it was by Hamas and far too many Palestinians and I'll just say this and I think that there needs to be an accountability far too many Palestinians cheered that attack yeah and you might say well it's not everybody I know it's not everybody You know, there's a lot of Palestinian Christians, There's a lot of Palestinians who just want peace. Well, they need to speak up more. And and again, I can say that here, I don't live in Gaza. And if I'm in Gaza, I might, you know, I might be tempted to cheer along, yay, just to, you know, keep my family safe. If you hear how they're educated so many times, hatred of Israel, hatred of the West is just part of the indoctrination. And again, to me, those people are hostages. Mm. They're hostages not just to Hamas, but to a horrible, destructive ideology. Yeah, Israel was attacked thousands of people killed hurt wounded hundreds of hostages taken uh, rapes killings beheadings This is not a close call if Mm -hmm. someone did that to the United States. We would grind them to dust Mm -hmm. That's been the historical. and by the way I think that when you have someone who is that hate-filled that violent that willing to kill innocent civilians That's what a government is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to stop those lawbreakers They're supposed to protect the innocent the thing that is so so difficult is so many people question Israel's right to exist. Right, all of the Middle East, as you see it now, was formed by a partition plan that was approved by the United Nations. So if Israel doesn't have a right to exist, neither does Jordan. True. Neither does Lebanon. Oh my! Right. No well, one said that, Pastor. Sean. It's just true. Everybody knows. Nineteen twenty is when Lebanon came into being. France, which was administering as part of the whole process, Lebanon as a League of Nations mandate, mm-hmm. uh, they established the state of Lebanon, and they became a republic in 1926 and achieved independence in 1943. Again, about the same time that all this partition plan is happening with the British. Jordan, which was part of the Ottoman Empire until 1918, became an independent kingdom, and again, this was all done through the United Nations in 1946. Do you understand originally a two-state solution was offered by the United Nations in the forming of Israel that had a Palestinian state.
0: I have not heard that.
1: Yes, and the Palestinians rejected it. They, and again, the Palestinians. They weren't Palestinians. They were Arabs. Right. Arabs in that area of the Middle East. They're yes. Palestinian Jews, Palestinian Arabs. They rejected it. They've rejected so many different deals. It's like, this isn't a close call. And do you, do you know why uh, that we have the current boundaries? It 1967, Israel mm-hmm. was attacked mm-hmm. from all around them Mm -hmm. and they won and they took back territories that they originally agreed to let be used for a Palestinian state, but they took those back. And so it's just like, these are all problems of your own making and it's nonsense. And it's just frustrating to to listen to media and listen to people speak ignorantly about the situation or worse, dishonestly. Mm. You know, again, you see, you know, the enemy has always hated God's people. You know, the Jews were God's people. God made a promise through Abraham, I'm going to bless you, your descendants, and I'm going to bless the whole world through you and your descendants. And of course, we see that fulfilled in Christ. But it's like this this intense hatred of Israel. And you often find the same people have intense hatred of Christianity, and it's like, okay, I get it.
0: Many of the Palestinians there in the, that region would cross in you know, through the checkpoint to go work in wherever, you know, in southern Israel, if you will. But no Jew would go <laughs> right. into that region at all in Gaza. Uh, right. They'd be killed instantly.
1: It, oh, exactly. It's, it's amazing. I heard someone make a, a simple statement said, you know, if you really want to put this whole conflict right now in perspective, if the Palestinians lost all their weapons immediately, if by some miraculous thing mm-hmm. all their weapons were gone and their complete capacity to wage war ceased, what would happen? What would happen is Israel would take control and the, and Palestinians would be given a region and they would be able to work. You know, work and do all their stuff. If the other situation happened, if all of a sudden Israel lost its capacity to wage war, if they lost all their weapons, mm-hmm. they would be annihilated. That gives you some perspective on, wait a minute, this is not two people who are both kind of just good groups who are just trying to find their way in their space. Mm-hmm. The goal of Hamas and of many other extreme groups in the Middle East, and then chanted by and cheered by many other just civilians in the Middle East, the goal is the complete destruction and annihilation of Israel. And that's telling.
0: In a country, I don't know how many millions of people live in Israel, but they're surrounded by <laughs> tens of millions more around them as their quote, enemies on all sides. Of yes. The and they're still there. Something tells me that mm, this must be... God's chosen yeah. people.
1: No, the, the that whole idea. They've the wars that they've won against just much larger mm-hmm. groups is they're, they're miraculous. The Six Day War. There's just amazing stories. There's entire museums dedicated to those when you go visit Israel. Uh, here's a question: This was a general region, mm-hmm. and they're basically they were Arabs under the Ottoman Empire. Right? They were just referred to as Arabs, all the people in that general region. And I know there were historic lineages and roots. And we understand all that. You see, Israel is this little tiny strip, this little tiny space, and then you have Jordan and Egypt. You mean none of those huge nations could make any space at all, right? For their brothers? They're Arab-speaking brothers, we couldn't carve out a, a nation twice the size of Israel out of one of those places, and they'd never even notice. So it, that's the part where you start to just go, man this this whole thing the uh, the goal is the destruction of Israel and and by the way, they're not shy about it. Yeah, right when they put it in their charters, Hamas, Hezbollah, others make it just clear. Yes, our objective is the total destruction of Israel. Okay, you just made yourself the bad guy. Right. I'm not saying everything Israel does is righteous. I'm not saying everything Israel does is right. But go visit. Go get a passport. Don't just sit here and scream and yell and chant. Mm-hmm. Okay? Go actually get on the ground and look around and see and you'll realize, "Oh, this is this is not a close call."
0: I've heard this more than once from many a journalist or a commentator that the Israeli people are leaning on the Old Testament and a Psalm of David in uh, Psalms 91.
1: Oh yeah. The Psalm 91, I mean, it's one of those things that gives people hope in that, mm-hmm. that historical connection. The psalmist writes, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare, from the deadly pestilence. He'll cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you'll find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You'll not fear the terror of night, mm. nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy at midday. I, I could go on. They're, it's so great. and When you think of a nation that literally is under constant threat, yeah, and they're among the best in the world at security, And it's amazing how safe you feel when you travel there because they are truly uh, first class, first rate when it comes to security. But that psalm brings such comfort because it talks about the divine protection. And if you study the development of Israel, even to this day, you see God's hand protecting and guiding his people. I, I just think as followers of Christ, we should be people, you know, the scripture talks about God's promise to Abraham included this, that he says, I'll bless those who bless you. and I'll curse those who curse you. Mm. That's why the Christian church so broadly supports Israel. Mm. I mean, when you actually go, you find out, oh, they're the only democracy in that region that I'd want to live in, you know. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm speaking in broad terms. Some of you might go, no, no, I've lived in Jordan or I've lived in Syria or I've lived, you know, in other places and they're great. And, and that may be true. But, again, it is just very different in Israel. Mm. Uh, Many of us are very supportive because we believe that God has a plan for his people. And we've been blessed by Israel. It was Abraham's descendants that brought us Christ. Mm. And so we feel an affinity. It's not just political that they're the only democracy in that region, the free democracy. It's that God has had a work in Israel. And so we align with what he's doing. And uh, if you if you actually just prayerfully approach this, you'll see that these ridiculous debates over, is this just two people, two wrongs, not making a right? No, Israel needs to defend itself. And by the way, justice requires that. It's crazy to me how many people cry for justice, justice, and then they're yelling at Israel to stop. Ceasefire. With these maniacs who, you know, don't honor ceasefires.
0: They're just reloading.
1: <laughs> this whole thing started with the breaking of a ceasefire, right? Correct. Wow. So it's stunning. The lack of Deep thoughtfulness in the, in regard to this conflict is just disappointing.
0: Pastor Sean, thank you for not apologizing and standing for Israel.
1: Well, that is not to excuse or say that everything Israel does geopolitically is is righteous. It's not. All have sinned to fall short of the glory of God. Them too. Just like you and I. Right. Okay. But. In this regard, we we stand for their right to exist. We stand for their right to defend themselves. We stand for their right to the things that we as Americans want, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We want that for our brothers and sisters in Israel. I want that for people in Palestine. I want Palestine to be free from these maniacal tyrants. I choose to believe that many Palestinians do not support this. I know we'll see them chanting in the streets, thousands upon thousands, shaking their hands and celebrating when Israelis are killed. I believe many of those are coerced. I hope. I hope that's the truth. God desires people to come to him. He desires them to have life and peace in his son, Jesus Christ. And I want that for them.
0: All right, Pastor Sean, last question. And that would be, if we're called to bless Israel, how do we bless Israel?
1: I think the first is you pray. I think the first is you pray, you bring them before the Lord. You know, Scripture tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray. Lift them up. And if you believe in the power of prayer, uh, you know that you, d- you are doing the most effective thing you can do. I think stating respectfully, but be informed and state your opinion. When someone starts spouting something that's just patently false, just gently point out. I will say, you want some great information, go to Dennis Prager's site, uh, PragerU. They've got so much great information mm-hmm. on Israel, and he's a Jew, and he, so he brings that information out, and it's just excellent stuff, but be informed, mm-hmm. and speak clearly, and speak boldly in regard to that, and then there are organizations that, you know, I'm not naming any here, but that you can support, that can support Israel in this time.
0: Good call. Good call. Pastor Sean, thank you. Thank you for this and uh, closing thoughts. and
1: No, that's it, man. That's our prayer. I encourage us to be people who pray for Israel. In fact, let's pray right now. Lord, we just lift up the Middle East. I pray for Israel, Palestine, the surrounding regions. I ask for your peace in the name of Jesus. I pray for your spirit to move. I pray for your church to rise up and be a blessing. Lord, I ask that you would bring justice and that the evil and destructive organization Hamas will be disabled and unable to oppress not only to attack and oppress Israel but the Palestinians I pray that Palestinians would rise up and say no more and I ask that in that there would be a movement for freedom and then a movement of your kingdom as people are introduced to Christ and they find life and peace in you Lord we just believe that and we ask for your touch and your move and we thank you in Jesus name amen River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.